always wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. Are you listening? I hope not, because I can't sing worth a damn. How amazing it is to be a year out from, actually not even a year out, six months out from promoting my podcast. I really wish um, by the end of this year, I would be able to also further announce uh, strides that I've made as far as my podcast is concerned. Uh, sponsorship, I pray and I'm hopeful that it's not far away. I'm also excited about um, other options um, to be available on the my podcast or the swag store. While some businesses are contracting, I hope to be expanding mine uh, well into the new year going on to greatness and having uh, even wider audience than what listens to me now. And don't think I'm not grateful to the people of the world, predominantly in the United States. Ohio is holding it down, followed with a close second by New Jersey, as well as Arizona and Georgia. I'm just grateful uh, for the listens and the downloads. Um, I'm at 81,000 and counting. Who knew? Just a short, not like 18 months ago, I had a raggedy 3,000. Now I'm well over 81,000. Maybe, just maybe, I will get to 100K by the end of December. I know it's only just 10 days away, but I'm excited about that potential. I mean, who would not be? You know what I mean? I am flummoxed and bamboozled. I turned off the Dallas Cowboys game because they were tied at the bottom of the fourth quarter. And you mean to tell me the rag we got beat by the raggedy butt Jacksonville Jaguars. Who's whose score or whose uh are only six, what is it, six and eight? Now six and eight. We were 10 and three, and we got beat by them mugs, 34 to six, 34 to 40 in overtime. I can't. I'm, I'm so over them. Because they were tied up, that means that they scored. They scored um, a touchdown, and they couldn't get the field goal in overtime. I think that is ridiculous. I am going to put the recap in the podcast notes. If the, I don't think the NFL, no, I'm not even going to put the, the, I can't do that because I can only put the actual um, screenshot in the podcast notes with the link so you can watch it on YouTube. But the NFL does not allow you to embed um, the highlight reel in like a blog. Um, it's fine. 
just go and you can watch the nonsense because I was mad. It was an early game um, and it was a lot of back and forth and they should have beat them because it looks like we scored a touchdown in every quarter, but we kept them to zero in the first quarter um, and then we got two touchdowns, we got a touchdown, and then they scored a lot in the third quarter and came back for a lot in the fourth quarter. And yes, they did score um, that touchdown, but no field goal, um, and they beat us 34, 40 to 34. I think it's disheartening and it's crazy, and we gonna fuck around and become a wild card, and we may not make it to the playoffs because of inconsistencies uh, with the offense. I can't, I don't know what's going on with Dallas at some time. And also what's going on, my podcast is made or it's basically for what is in Good Black News, which would be interesting to people ages. I think my listening audience are females between like 45 to 55 which is great, but I like to, why can't I have a podcast that can also be a popular culture, but not the ratchet culture, because I think we see and hear a lot of that on just general um, national news as well as other podcasts, and that's not what I do. There is a whole goodblacknews.com that basically celebrates people that look like me and males that are doing good things. I mean, there is a story at goodblacknews.com of a kid that lives in Cameroon that is, he is building uh, drones from all local uh, materials. He's on some Wakanda type stuff. Um, Vidal Segu, I, I hope I'm not uh, hacking up his name, 18 year old. <clears throat> and he actually probably has a pretty popular um, YouTube channel, channel that basically is dedicated to sightings of um, his drones online. I think it's pretty dope. And I think it's really good. And some of his drones are just the bomb. You can't keep black people down for real, for real. I think that's actually amazing black news. And we actually have um, Mr. Willie Bill Dawson, a veteran, a World War II veteran from St. Louis. He turned 108 years old. Um, I mean, if you can live this long, go through a war and come out on the other side positive, that in itself is amazing. Oh, and this actually pertains to me because I remember distinctly, I interviewed at Howard University, but it was going through some reorganization at the time. And it actually, um, part of the medical school was actually closed down and I won't try and drop that much money per year. And it wasn't guaranteed that the school was gonna be accredited and I was gonna be able to graduate without having to go to University of Michigan or University of Maryland. 
Um, so I'm truly glad that Miss Andrea Hayes Dixon, she is, oh, she's a pediatrician. Oh, that's dope. She's the first black woman dean of Howard University Medical School um, in its 154-year history um, to gain that title. Grow head on, girl. I dig that. And no, do I think it is not or it can't be positive or happy that you can find good black news? No, actually, I don't. I'm actually really happy that I actually uh, found this site, and I wonder uh, how many people would actually have a very positive start to this day. Um, which and would encourage other people uh, from founders of Black on Natural Beauty Black Beauty brands to there's a Black professor. Um, this gentleman just got a genius grant for 800K. And this is Kesey Lehman in Houston, Texas. All great things come out of Texas. Um, to the black valedictorian that made probably had the highest GPA ever and was the uh, first black male valedictorian in his high school. We have to celebrate these things of everyday people doing great things because if you listen to the news, it'll actually make you think that black folks, we're still on this struggle. All, yes, we're all grinding, but there's still so much great black news out there for all of us to enjoy. So get on the bandwagon. And if you'd like to, I, have, I can go to greatblacknews.com wouldn't I have a dope intro to the coronavirus and other general news? We got some shenanigans going on um, for a while there. Um, we thought maybe we were going to come out on the other side. Nah, not really. There are have been an estimated, people are continuing to die from this particular virus. We got over 658 million cases worldwide with 418,930, over 6 million deaths. And I would think all of those would be preventable if people weren't just dumbasses. And I don't think those numbers are accurate because we're also seeing, um, I've looked on most reputable news sources like CNBC and um, CBS, where China struggles in rapid rise in new coronavirus cases. What these bitches are doing, they just basically stop counting and they're basically just spreading propaganda. Oh, you're gonna be fine. It's okay. Come outside. It's okay. Mm, no, because their morgues are filling up and it looks like it was here those uh stories are leaking and photos are leaking and reels are leaking 
because the uh, inventor of TikTok is from China, I believe, but that's neither here nor there. But that stuff is getting out where they're seeing like basically warehouses with body bags. I can't imagine being on this side and like um, some stand kind of crap ish where they you don't know if you're going to go at one of these testing centers and not come back out. Um, by the time people are getting tested, they and positive, it's pro is it so advanced or are it going to be like India was and they're running out of oxygen? I can't think that they have done anything so differently or did they di dismantle their makeshift hospitals and ICU wards? Have they been lying to us for the last three years? All I know is for me and mine, um, I did finally get coronavirus back in August. Um, I'm three months out from my, truly three months out from my last negative test. And I'm interested in possibly getting the Omicron booster because we are watching a rise in the numbers here in the United States. And I'm not just saying that about coronavirus. I'm also saying that and complimentary that on Um, I want you to put a pin in that and about testing. Um, because I got all of these uh, free vaccine at the last um, go around before they ended that. Um, before they ended that program. And now they're getting ready to start it back up. I'm on COVID.gov, um, and it basically said, get free at-home COVID-19 tests this winter. Every household is eligible to order four, and this is from HHS, um, oh, where was you strongly identified, media, healthcare professional. So let's see, I am getting ready to order my next four um, tests. And I'm going to put the um, website information into the podcast notes. But if you navigate to um, what did I where did I start? Um, COVID.gov forward slash test, you too can actually order your own at home test again. And I'm glad they restarted this up um, because because uh, it's through the um, USPS again. But I hope they, one of the things that they really have to do is go ahead and send you tests that are not gonna get ready to expire because the test kits I actually have in my cabinet right now, I think they're all expired, which I think is a complete waste of time. Y'all check the um, expiration date before you ship them bitches out because that's not helpful. It's not helpful at all. So while I was actually recording the podcast, I actually was able to order uh, my free COVID test and this is available um, to everyone in the United States. They had to restart it back up again. Because you got to know when to quarantine. And also, this is from uh, another a medical profession that does this on a daily basis. 
if you are not doing everything that you possibly can to just doing the simple things of wearing your mask and washing your hands and not going to super spreader events and then once you test positive getting the treatment and then going and caring staying your ass home until you test negative you got to be careful it may be pre-existent and you may not against medical advice y'all need to read the fine print on your insurance because if you do some dumb shit against medical advice like declining treatment or still going out and wilding you may be able to be prosecuted they should prosecute your ass like they used to do for hiv knowingly spread that why are they not doing this for COVID? and i also want to mention to the the uh republican lawmakers that are blaming biden error um, issues with the overturning of that is it title 41 or whatever it is um, and the, the border crisis the border crisis was going to it is it is not Biden era it is symptom what's going on in the border right now is symptomatic of years of neglect and a total dismantlization and marginalization and politicalization uh, by the Republicans and every Republican governor, including Greg Abbott. Biden had nothing to do with this shit. This predated his start of his administration. When they tried to actually in put this um cope, they call it COVID era, that was placed in through Trump. The dismantlization of DHS, et cetera, is a chump manifestation, a backwards manifestation. And this is why you have issues on the border. It has nothing to do with Biden. However, if somebody sane was like Hillary Clinton and Biden or and or Obama, we wouldn't be where we are right now. This could have been methodically thought out and um, people that had some damn sense, they could have been revamping this instead of um, having Twitter wars um, the previous four years. They could have made real, real change and reorg and building a useless goddamn wall. That's the other thing. That's how you wasted our money. Billions of dollars wasted when it should have went to basically revamping um, immigration laws and a streamlined safe way for people to immigrate in a country of immigrants to this damn country stop blaming biden it's because of this y'all because we have what was going on now so stop it and i don't want to hear anything else about that it's ridiculous but what i did find um fascinating is your boy chump they getting ready to light his ass up the recommendations from the january 6th committee are as follows he his following offenses uh obstruction of a criminal proceeding when basically they would he was trying to pressure people into um overturning the election including mike pence it's actually a federal offense defraud the u.s government you can't create a, a political action committee and use those funds to basically bribe and intimidate witnesses did they act uh, witness tampering? No, it's not, but I think it's coming. Conspiracy to make false statements. When he kept saying that damn lie over and over again, contrary to facts, 
there actually is a Title 18 law that is against that. They kept telling him to shut up. He didn't listen. And he basically did this, the most egregious one that will actually get him locked up and banned from ever serving in public office. So it is actually Title 18 when you incite a rebellion or insurrection. This fool is facing up to 10 years, not more, minimum, not more than 10 years in federal prison. And I want to know, to go over a couple of facts. Federal prosecution, these fools, 96% win rate. Either he's going to plead out or he's going to try to hold this crap up. Either way, he's not going to be, I think he shouldn't be able to run. This is probably next to treason. This is one of those high crimes that he, and they've been methodically building this case. You don't fake the fuck. Mayor Garland know what he doing. He just, they've done most of the work. More charges are probably going to drop. He also knows that his boys in the DOJ got, as I said, a 96% conviction rate. Screw him and his lying butts. You keep promoting that big lie. Again, it's a violation of Title 18, conspiracy to make false statements. You can think about making these false statements and putting into place things to try to prove this false, clearly false statement. They're going to lock your ass up. I hope he at least get 10 years. I just want him to be convicted of one of these felonies. Cause are all of these felonies as far as federal law? Can all of these keep this fool from running from public office? One of the things that I'm glad I did watch is the conclusion of the January 6th um, committee. Systematically and methodically, they were able to basically not only prove they basically weren't crazy. They got his minions and then they're going after the big dog. He sat on the top with that crooked bad weave and basically tried to plunge us into the darkest, tried to end democracy. That's what he did. This fool tried to end democracy for his own game. And he thought we were going, we going to roll with it. Anybody that can fix their mouth to support this type of blatant crazy, you need also get your head checked. And also you need to be locked up too. Don't come at me with this nonsense about because um, the big lie. The election wasn't stolen. And they were doing demonic stuff that they should have immediately locked them up. Passing out false ballots for the electoral college, intimidating witnesses. I can't only in white land do you think you're going to be able to get to get by with this crap. I just can't. But I'm glad they saw through the smoke and mirrors. They did their job. I can't wait to see what final charges are actually bought by the DOJ. So y'all stay tuned on that. That's the biggest news um, from a national international standpoint, besides the coronavirus shenanigans that are happening over in China, that I wanted to make sure I read these because I'm going to be followed. This is probably the only thing I follow close. I also wanted to add to this section 
even though I know it's going to make my podcast um, a little bit longer this week, but I thought it was necessary to mention this on the national news. President Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is set to address Congress today. The offer was extended last week. It was accepted on Friday. And then all of the preparations for this historic day is coming. I think, I'm not sure what time. Let me just find that out so I can probably watch it live. Let's see. Because you know... He's supposed to not do it till 7.30. Ugh. Means I have to wait up. But I think it would be... And I'm sure they're going to be broadcasting um, things on and off today for the American, you know, for this particular event. However... One of the former ambassador to Ukraine basically said the world is watching this event. The only thing I can truly say is I am grateful that the previous administration is not in power because number one, he, I don't think President Zelensky would have still been here. I think, and this is just me being a conspiracy theorist, I think that Trump was in the pocket of Putin and there would have been no galvanization to support Ukraine. Russia would have rolled up in there and would have basically taken over Ukraine and it would have been like a domino effect regaining every last former country in the USSR. It was like a chess game. If they could have, if the pandemic hadn't hit and Trump had won, there would have been nothing standing in the way of Putin's ultimate goal to recreate the USSR. I firmly believe that. I'm also firmly grateful that he didn't win and we must do everything in our power that sycophants wait a minute, sociopaths like him and his sycophantic supports never gain power again. I need the mugs to go back underground. I need them not to exist. And for these Republicans, the conservatives to basically say he has to um, explain to us why we should support him Start there, start there. He's not only fighting for the existence of his own country, he's also uh, fighting to resist some uh, a regime that wants to go back to the old days, even though the old days were not good for each and every individual country that is bordering Russia. That idea did not work, it cannot work. And anyone that wants to propagate that narrative 
needs to basically be quiet. What he has to explain, and I think it's rich, and I think he does have some explaining to do because we're trying to give, he, we have to cough up about 40 bill. We got 40 billion bands that are going over there. So we need an explanation, but we have to, but common sense being common, we need to exist because we exist and we don't need anybody else, Russia or any other to make to basically misconstrue us that we don't have a right to exist just because you want our country. You don't, that, those days of conquering and taking over is some white supremacist bullcrap. People have a right to exist as long as their citizens are being taken care of, they're safe. You don't have to spread your borders like a barbarian back in the day, those days are over. Now we just need to be able to coexist, share resources, make sure we don't contaminate our environment and keep it pushing. But this warlord expansion crap has to end. And that's, and I'm sure that I believe that is what he's going to be uh, speaking to. And then, and he can explain it, but I get it. I think whatever he's going to say is going to, it's going to be he fighting for existence and the right to live. Ukraine needs, it has to exist because they're a country. They have their own laws. They have their own culture, rich culture, parallel to Russia, but not Russian. That's how it should be. So with that said, I'm kind of looking forward to what, what he's going to be talking about tonight. I'm not interested in the conservative pundits um, picking it apart because they are seem to be stuck on stupid, so they're not going to get it. But I will be listening just like the rest of the world. I hope we are. I honestly hope we are um, welcoming and he forges alliance with other politicians and lawmakers. I'm hopeful that it's just not gonna be some shit show. That's why I'm gonna avoid uh, social media. I'm gonna lean towards more the um, reputable news outlet not Fox News, and just take it all in because I think I'm interested in how he is going to phrase. Skip, skip, skip to Malou. Skip, skip, skip to Malou. Skip, skip, skip to Malou. Put on your Sunday go-to who wouldn't recognize Julie Garden, Lucille Brenner um, from Meet Me in St. Louis? Uh, I, yes, I watch Trash TV. No, I have not watched Meet Me in St. Louis in a very long time. But why not? Yes, I'm dating myself. Don't care. But I watched, um, I wanted to have a pretty funny and I don't understand, I remember why I thought skipping to my Lou as I talk about dating over 40 
um, why this makes sense. Um, this has become definitely, I say, maybe I say this every week, this has really become a favorite part of the podcast where I get to talk about issues of people over 40 and what's going on in people over 40. And this dating over 40 uh, Reddit, um, um, uh, Reddit thread is really, has become uh, entertaining as well as um, I can take away points from it. And I hope when I share it with others that they would themselves um, get the same enjoyment that I get from it. So things that you don't really think about when you're in a relationship and also as a professional woman, I've had somebody take my generosity wrong. Um, and here's why this is from Ruby Ellie. She posted this about three days ago. Just putting this out there, met up with a wonderful guy and we've clicked really well. I'm 46, he's 52. We've been out twice. First date went eight hours and we had a blast. He insisted on paying. I managed to get one round of drinks in, but he wasn't comfortable with it. When I questioned why, he said it was tradition for a guy to pay. We went out for lunch again a few days later, three hours, the second one, lasted due to kids and work. I insisted that I pay when he asked to meet again. My reason for this is I want to show that I'm coming at this with equal effort and don't expect him to fork out each time we see each other. Maybe only 46-year-olds actually do this. Well, maybe 51-year-olds would do it too if I like people and went out, but that's neither here nor there. He asked why I wanted to, and I said it's tradition for a girl to pay sometimes too, which he took in good humor. We've got a really good thing starting here. I wanted to put it out to the collective for your thoughts on how you navigate this stuff. He has zero expectations on me paying back or feeling like I owe him favors. So I'm curious to know how you all go with the back and forth of this especially during the first stages where you're always out spending money and not spending time at houses just yet. I just, this is from just one more 44, she's 49 or he's 49. Think you're managing it perfectly. The woman I'm seeing 40 usually lets me pay for dinners and drinks, not always. We usually split events or she buys the tickets and I cover the rest. She's down to pay wherever and tips very well. The thing is that she's just starting her career after being a stay-at-home mom for almost 20 years, and I'm 25 years into mine. So as a percentage of our income, she's actually paying more. Food for thought here. This is no agency, 55.95. Since she's coming out of being a stay-at-home parent, she probably feels a bigger desire to pay. It's something I go through too, because I let someone take care of me in my marriage and it put me in a super vulnerable spot through divorce. I need to pay my way now so I'm not in a situation where I'm relying on someone else again. It's a bit scary to lose everything from divorce or any other imbalanced relationship and not have financial stability. 
letting the guy pay because of tradition is a sense of devaluation for me. Disclaimer, I know these are my feelings and not necessarily anyone else's. I just wanted to offer a potential insight. And I dig that potential insight. And just like everything else along this thread, the comments are everything. And you can take and add whatever you would like. But the bottom line is what is comfortable for those people. If you can't talk about it, that's the issue. And if they won't talk about it and expect you to pay, they just a gold digger. You need to move the fuck on. And this is another one. And this is, is this creepy posted by objective candle six, nine Oh, very briefly met a man in a while yesterday. I'm female. It was in a context where no flirting chatting was possible, but I find him attractive. I was able to find his Instagram pretty easily. Is it creepy if I send him a DM or Instagram asking him out? This is obviously a gen, a millennial, because as if you list, look, listen to um, Dion Cole, he basically says, you know, his young bitches, you know, they all, they don't even ask phone numbers anymore. They just ask you what's your Instagram handle. Yeah, this is definitely a millennial. It's unlikely that I'll run into him again, and I like to shoot my shot, but don't want to come across as a creepy stalker. Is this even possible, or should I leave it alone? It's not. It is possible. Um, um, this one dude said, "Agreed." As a man, I'm going to assume it's a scam at first, but if there's an ask online, I'll go. As a man, I say not creaky, creepy. Can't compare apples to apples when talking about a man doing this to a woman. Different sets of concerns. I say he'll be flattered nonetheless. Now, if he's taken or not interested, you can keep messaging being persistent. Then that would be creepy. I don't understand the equating finding someone on social media with stalking. People who don't want to be found can set their privacy settings as such. I wear a name badge at work with my full name not my choice my sm has a different variation of my name social media i guess so that strangers are less likely to find me he was at work and it's his job to be nice to people the other day i was brushing snow off my car when the recycling truck went by the driver was super good looking i was like damn then continue about my day i didn't try to find him on social media it ain't right well that's a matter of opinion and spoken like a true non-millennial as i said dion cole said these millennials are asking for your social media handles and not your ig and not your phone number so get into it if you want to date these mugs women in their 40s dating older men Hi, to women in their 40s, like 45 or so, is there an age range you, you you would date older men? We don't really think about that because if you old as hell, do you date younger, do you date older, or is it just who you are attracted to and who you think would be attracted to you? Why, have to, why do you have to set these standards or um, restrictions? I noticed that women around 45 will talk to me occasionally, but younger than 45, they won't. 55. Why we all keep struggling with online dating apps is a mystery to me. Dating should be easy. Yeah, it should be, but it really isn't. Preceded B, why aren't younger women throwing themselves at me? Dating should be easy. Always see if the hamster has reviewed post history before commenting. That's kind of funny. As I said, these posts and replies are everything. I prefer my own age. Plus, 
up to five years for a special match, maybe a bit older. I would not touch a 55-year-old man as I'm early 40s, and it is clear in conversation that we are from different generations, even if they are attractive, fit, etc. That's word right there. Yeah, these dudes ask questions like this. Then if you throw it back in their face, if they date a woman 10 or 20 years older than themselves. Okay, what, what is this? I'm 45 and I'm not dating 10 plus years. I did that when I was young and foolish and I'm not doing that again. Only half joking. More seriously, if I meet someone older in the wild, it might be a different story. But when it comes to the apps, I actually scale back my upper range quite a bit over time. It's about the odds, of course, but I was finding a real disconnect around that values. And it wasn't making sense for me to continue to leave the upper age range open like that as I was trying to filter out everyone always. I'm not looking for power imbalance in my relationships. So often I was encountering men who were evidently wanting that as part of the package of dating younger. Saving that one and saving that one. Um, this age and dating dynamic in relationship building is particularly, can be particularly daunting um, if your whole purpose in life is in itself power imbalance or you want somebody to complete you. So what's going on in the Real Housewives of Potomac world? I think the Twitterverse, oh, let me start right there. Oh, actually over a million people, Twitter users voted Elon Musk out as CEO. Look at God, look at God. But it seems like the airwaves are being, are lit up with ongoing saga on Real Housewives of Potomac. It seems like the brand of that entire uh, series or franchise is built on shade, is built on causticity and hostility and it's no different than the latest installation as it deals with the fallout of the battle between Mia and Dr. Wendy Osufo. Who are these people, you might ask? These are two individuals on the show. Let me go back. I need to figure First, I need to figure out why my notes is signed off of my account on on uh, my phone. Um, it just became disconnected, and I don't know how to reconnect it, but I'll figure it out. So, season five, there was a battle between Monique Samuels who left at the end of that season, and Candace, Candace. Basically, Candace had been talking recklessly since the previous season uh, when she 
said was inviting Monique at that time that was in the last stage of her pregnancy to drag that, please drag me, please drag me. And then, and then Monique basically said, I would drag you pregnant and all, but they broke up, but then nothing happened. But don't get it twisted. Monique grew up in Pleasant, I think Pleasant, what is it I think said? Pleasantville or Pleasant, um, New Jersey. She graduated from high school, attended university, but not graduated. She was on the season two to five. This polarized, and I don't think it actually polarized the whole group. They basically went out as a vendetta to not only get her off the show, but they also began, they took sides and they took Candace's side and Candace all traumatized uh, was acting like, oh, I don't know. Um, how I'm going to survive. I'm having anxiety. She went to counseling. But I did notice she stopped talking recklessly because that it proved you talk outside and you invite somebody to beat your ass. They're going to beat your, they may just beat your ass. And Monique proved that. Am I saying that she should have did it? No. Was it wrong? No. Should you assault somebody? No. But I can say I understand. She was popping off talking recklessly. It is the same crap that when she went off in her house against, uh, what's that yellow girl's name? <clears throat> Ashley. Talking recklessly, she popped off. But when Monique did it, oh, it was so horrible. And they basically wanted people to take sides and not support her at all. What they should have done is she, they should have followed her journey. Support, because she can support both of them. But you also need to tell homegirl, you can't talk recklessly about people because you invite that into your inner circle. You threaten the people to do shit to you and you talk big, but you may just get got. I say all of this to say, same thing happened with Wendy Asifo, with her four degrees, with her Nigerian heritage, which I think is dope, um, with her three badass kids and her husband who may be creeping on her. It doesn't really matter, all of those things, but what you can't do is talk recklessly again and expect not to get got. And that's exactly what happened to her and men. Do I think Crater Face and Big Feet should have attacked her? No. But do I think I kind of understand? Yes, because she basically just wanted her to stop talking and she just wasn't hearing her. So she overreacted. It could, did, why did she overreact? Just because she insinuated that her and her old ass husband might, you know, make her they may go into, they may have a more open marriage. I don't know. But her reaction just seemed to be extra. And no, she did not have to assault that girl. She didn't need to throw a glass at her. She didn't need to throw a purse at her. Um, that is what should not have happened. But the hypocrites, the Green Nine Bandit hypocrites, also didn't need to basically pile on just because they didn't like that lady. But they did the same thing with 
Monique, so why would we expect the hypocrisy of it all? They just gonna back whoever they want to and then try to get everybody else to support their opinion. And Karen and her shifty ass didn't make it any better by trying to be in the middle. Um, it was her birthday weekend and she basically allowed not only that girl to attack her supposed friend, she made it okay for them to ostracize this girl. I don't know if it's a colorism thing. I just think it is a hypocritical um, thing that this franchise feeds off of. Because if there wasn't like, this type of conflict and this type of viciousness, it wouldn't make good TV. And people are still talking about this episode that's almost two weeks old because the fight actually, the fight actually happened in October. What the fuck? Did it happen in October? Or like in October, beginning of November, and we're still talking about it because it smacks of, we just had two seasons ago, the big fight, and we saw how they cut Monique out of that show until she had to leave. I don't think Wendy is long for this show. It would not surprise me that she, her contract is not renewed or she decides um, to leave the franchise because of that fight, because she really is not getting the support from the other girls. Nobody, because they don't want to make them uncomfortable. Hey, did you guys see that stuff or that on social media? people are or once again Bishop Lamar Whitehead is going viral this time because he was arrested for uh, fraud and extortion and making false statements it appears that on Monday the US Attorney's General's office I think it was this past Monday I'm reading this on the shade room that he they announced that they arrested Bishop Whitehead for fraud, extortion, and false statements. FBI Assistant Director Michael J. Driscoll said, as we alleged today, Whitehead carried out several duplicitous schemes in order to receive funds from his victims. Additionally, when speaking with authorities, Whitehead consciously chose to mislead and lie to them. If you are willing to attempt to obtain funds through false promises or threats, the FBI will ensure that you are made to face the consequences of your actions in our criminal justice system. It claims that Whitehead induced one of his parishioners to invest approximately 90,000 of her retirement savings with him, but instead spent the investment on luxury goods and other personal purposes. And for other personal purposes, he also extorted a businessman for five G's and then attempted to convince the same businessman to lend him five hundred thousand and give him a give him probably more money. This is some of the most cockamamie crap I've ever heard in my life. So basically, if he didn't dress in head-to-toe Fendi 
and I and B.I. Stout and also have as the front for his church. And he's black. He can go to justice, but what's his name? Chump does the same thing with his Make America Great Fund. But that's going to be a part. Eh, sounds very much like they're coming after this dude as using the church as his front and the multi-millions of dollars that Chump misused for fraudulent purposes. Y'all put a pin in this. This is going to be very interesting, I think. We're going to see these types of, of um, charges probably levied against good old Chomp and his crooked weave. It keeps coming back to that, but I can't. It's interesting that they charged this dude and arrested him, and we got all of these other charges pending for stemming from January 6th and beyond. It's going to be, I think, interesting. Also, I'm going to end, come around the corner and just talk a little bit about what I'm reading. I actually uh, downloaded and started listening to uh, Forever Flotus's, um her book, uh, the care what is her book actually called wait a minute <laughs> and i'm actually kind of enjoying it it's just that it's going slowly for me <clears throat> the light we carry um because her voice is so melodic um and it appears that her readings across the country are being are well received and well attended um, I'm going to come, I'm actually going, um, hopefully going to finish listening to that sometime this week. Um, she goes, the even, light can stand for truth, justice, and when you try to carry it, even though it, there's no substance to it, the, the burden of carrying these things seem to be great um and how you handle the load um even when it gets really rough is a testament to strength and testament to how who who what how what she makes what who she is and what she wants others to perceive of her and that's great it really is you can get you a lot of the things it doesn't it seems like she agreed to go with them but and she even though when she didn't feel that she was she everything in her past prepared her for everything she had to go in in the future and beyond and how gracefully she handled it even though they she stumbled she still got back and she still tried and she still tried to get the tools or even make the tools that she need to to come and to solve whatever thing, anything that she would actually have to go through. And that's the difference between a boss and somebody that emu wants to emulate a boss. I'm very lucky that I'm working on my bosshood, but I think one of the things that I take very seriously is that 
I will be able or I plan to be able to continue to succeed, expand my podcast and my business, and just to continue to have fun and continue to learn. It's not easy because there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but I can't get caught in the cycle of depression and anxiety. Now I know that when I do feel myself really, I do have to get help because it can be hard. It really can be hard to get to the top and to stay on top, but I can always ask for help, but I can, I know that I can't be stuck and I can't wallow. And I think by reading books like former or forever floaters, Michelle Obama, that that's what the, that type of book and that book, it does encouraging. So also I encourage the listening audience to read her book. And I think I have credit, I have four credits. I'm probably going to also download um, Queen Latifah. I'm wondering if she's going to sing or rap in her um, autobiography or her biography. I'm interested. I think it's her cover looks really pretty. Um, I'm wondering if her pros are going to just be just as engaging. Her career has been fascinating from rapper to being a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to actually being the female equalizer. It's pretty dope. So I'm wondering if she won, if she's going to be reading it in her own words and how engaging it's going to be and what tea she's going to spill about the rap game and why she ha is happy to not be in it. But of course, I'm going to end my podcast this time of year with a dope beat, Sleigh Bells, Fat Cat Trap Mix. Why not? I want to thank everybody that has been listening and leaving great reviews. Please don't hesitate to send me an email at tenfroisreading at gmail.com with suggestions of what I'm supposed to read, what I should add to my store, and shows to listen to. I find it all just amazing and a lot of fun. And for those of you that have been tuning in to the 2.6K listeners per podcast, per podcast download. I am just excited that you have deigned to join me and I hope you tell a friend and continue to listen and just thank you for listening to the bottom of my heart and I hope you guys all have a very Merry Christmas and this is one of two episodes before the end of the year, the last episode for 2022. I want to thank you guys and have a great day. Yeah.